Hey, y'all, this is No Ties 1879, a podcast where we, two Fijian folks, talk about our experiences growing up in a white Canadian suburb and raise awareness about Girmit, the British indentured labor system. My name is Ange. And my name is Ash. And before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional territory of the Tuasan and Musqueam First Nations and all of the Hun Kuminam speaking people who have been stewards of this land since time immemorial. I would also like to offer my respect to all the elders who have gone before us and to the elders and First Nation people who are with us today. Amazing. Just a reminder to everyone to go please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at NoTies1879Podcast. We're always posting funny shit, informative shit, and shit that you just need to know and are probably wondering, like, when is the new episode dropping And if it hasn't yet, why? We try our best to keep that up to date. Um, And the link in the bio always has everything you need. Um, Links to um, episodes and videos and articles. So please remember to check that out. Um, As always, if you ever want to email us, you can email us at noties1879 at gmail.com. Send us your feedback, episode suggestions, whatever the heck you want. If you want to say hello, you want to connect, we're super down for that. And yeah, how's it going? Good. I mean, it's not doing too bad. How about you? Good. It's like, it feels like, I don't know, kind of like weird. And it, because it feels like we haven't just haven't done this in so long. <laughs> I know we just recorded on, we recorded like literally a week ago, but we didn't really do like, uh, like a, you know, jam sesh. Yeah. So, yeah, it um, certainly was uh, nice to get back into the saddle. The saddle, yeah. Last week and uh, again today. Yeah. So, feels normal. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Back in the swing of things a little bit. Yeah. We have like some things to catch up on, which is cool. We have some like things to update people on and things to say. And I know everyone's really kind of wondering about Gidmit Day and how that went. So, we're going to get into that. But um, uh, if you want to share, I kind of want to talk about like your open mics that you've been going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not really anything yet, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to trying to do stand-up comedy, so that's new. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just keeping that to myself mostly. I'm not really trying to tell a lot of people about it until it's like something, right? Um, but you're giving it a shot and that's yeah, cool. Yeah, no, but I get really excited about things and I always fuck them up. So this is something that I can obviously see myself doing and I'm not really going to like put the horse before the cart or whatever on this one. I really want to try and do this slowly and mm-hmm. like thoughtfully thoughtfully yeah. And, yeah 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 and i'm not trying That's to fair. sabotage myself either and be like oh this is what i'm doing you know like i'll uh be re- you know there's an instagram video go check that out but yeah. um i'm gonna make another one and i'll, I'll keep making them but uh yeah i'll uh, let everybody in a little bit more on that when i have uh my name on an actual bill. <laughs> but cool. uh, I mean, if anybody's in the Vancouver area on Sunday nights, uh, I usually go hit up 12 Kings Pub 
Uh, show starts at 9 p.m. It's a little late, but it's you quite know, the turnout. Yeah, I mean, it's free local dumb comedy, so come <laughs> out and see it. But yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. Uh, I'm I'm keeping it very close to the chest. That one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, more to come then. More to come. Um, but yeah, that's what I've, I've been up to. But I will say that it seems very like, because uh, I went, because you've, I guess you've done a few and I went to my first one that I saw you do last Sunday and it was a great crowd because like, it's, it seems like mostly everyone is there for that. So it's like, it's, it's like kind of, it's like community oriented mm-hmm. and supportive and they kind of say that at the top of it too. They say like, Positive vibes only, guys. Like, only support. Don't be dicks. Kind of thing. Not particularly their words. Just mine. But that's kind of the gist of it, which is great. Because you always want to just be positive when people are like... Because that's hard. Like, when I was sitting there and, like, when it was happening and before you had gone up, I was just like, I would never do this. (laughs) Like, this is, like, a level of vulnerable that, like, I just wouldn't... I just wouldn't do that. Because it's like you're there and you're talking and like people decide whether they think it's funny or not. And then like, and then you're just up there and like, I just wouldn't be able to handle it if I, yeah, I just don't think I could do that. I wouldn't be able to remember what to say. I would freak out. Like I already like tremble anytime I public speak anyways. And just to like try to be funny and have people laugh. And then if they don't, then, then what? Like, I don't know. It's just the whole thing made me feel personally so uncomfortable. So, like, good for you for doing that. Because, like, I would fucking never. Like, that seems terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. uh, No. But you seem so natural. Yeah. You were so natural. That's why I'm trying not to, like. Smoothly. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't jinx it. We're not going to, you know what? No, we're not going to jinx it. I'm not trying to put out any. Like, come on. How many times have I been like, yeah, and then it's been like, no. <laughs> so, well, I mean, and this is something I think I'm good at too. And I've been like dreaming about this for many years, actually. Mm. A long time. I've been like kind of thinking it's something that I probably would be good at, but I, I don't know if I, and I still don't know. So that's why I don't really want to be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, have people be like, so stuff with that like are you still doing that and me being like yeah it's, i see you what know. you're saying yeah it's like my personal training thing i don't want it to be like that again i don't want it to be another fucking pipe dream that didn't pan out into anything right so i see what you're saying this I think- has to work in my like it just has to so that i don't really that's why i'm so very mm-hmm. uh yeah. Close guarded about this. I get it. It's kind of like the whole like don't talk about your plans, just do them. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. I feel that. I mean, I got my program, like I got fucking years and years and years worth of jokes. Like this has been a process for a long time. So like I just need to Go with my gut on every move on this. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. So that's always right. Yeah, go with the guts. Yeah, go with my gut because, yeah, I mean, this is kind of like my thing. It's my thing to fail. So like, it's not anybody else up there. It's like me. you're accountable. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah it's you my have thing. The I've created this. Like I've created this thing of me 
like I've created a shtick for myself, right? And like, oh, okay, yeah. And like this, this is the way it's gonna be. So this has to work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I have a vision to create like a brand of me. Well, it's good so, yeah. to have like plans and a vision <laughs> and like um like a like a route or like a you yeah. know like a timeline and steps and stuff, right? Like it's good to make some goals so you kind of have some direction. But also like. I don't know, because I think, like, when, you know, we started the podcast, too, it was, like, I also had all these, like, things and these plans and goals and whatever. But, like, there's also, like, there's things that we forget to celebrate, things as simple as, like, just doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're doing it. Um, and so, like, you're actually doing it. Like, this is, like, not something that, like, you have ever done ever before. Like, you've literally done, like, no kind of public speaking job you've never even had like no, not for a job or, or not for like yeah. yeah not for like really like anything public facing like yeah. even like your job is really like behind the scenes like you don't talk to the public or whatever and so like this is like completely like you know out of the realm of like what you have been doing so that's like a huge step like that's like really, and like even when we did the show, the high phrase show in March, I remember like how stressed out I was for that. Like I felt terrible. I felt like I was going to throw up like all day, I like didn't eat. <laughs> like I was so stressed out and you were just like coasting. You're like, yeah, whatever. It'll be fine. And it was, it was more than fine. It was extremely mm-hmm. successful. It was great. But that's just what I do. That's who I am. <laughs> that's that's ha- that's my process. And for you, it was like so extremely natural and like very you, like you looked very seasoned, like you felt very seasoned. And like, even like when I was watching you last week, I was like, this is like extremely impressive. Like, I could, like, cause you, we've never seen you done do this before. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, like out of left field. Now, you, now you go to open mics and do comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's not so much, like, for me, it's just not so much that different than going up in front of, like, you know, in a meeting and Mm -hmm. sharing and sometimes we crack jokes and shit when we're sharing and stuff, right? I mean, it's, for me, it's kind of the same, a little bit kind of the same. That's interesting. For the comfort-wise, like, that's just why I'm comfortable with it. Like, I already talk. Like on a more wholesome, well, not wholesome. I don't know how the word is. Like serious or whatever. Yeah, like serious, I guess. Yeah. In a therapy, this is different. This is comedy, right? And I'm telling it in a funny way. In the meetings, I'm saying kind of the same shit, Mm -hmm. but in a more like cautionary tale sort of thing. But I don't know. It's kind of the same. It's not really that much different. I mean, mean, I've shared in front of more people than I've done stand-up comedy in front of. So it's not really... At all. It, it's not really an issue for me. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that that whole thing's not really a problem. My problem is I get very excited. It's like racing a car. Is that a, a problem, though? Yeah, it is. Why? So it's like racing a car. You make... You need to make sure you're focused. It's, it's the same fucking feeling. It's so fucking weird. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, when you get to the starting line, it's the same feeling. You're just like ready to go, but you don't want to make a mistake and lose. 
Okay. And then you don't want the other guy to get in your head and you make a mistake and lose, right? It's like the same thing. You go up there and you're just like stick to the fucking plan. Like you, the point, is, like in racing, you got to stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Stick to the fucking plan. Don't get emotional. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Enjoy the rush. But don't fucking make a mistake that's going to make you lose a race or money, right? It's the same thing. Like, like I, I've been up there a couple times and I've... You know, the last time I went up there before this time, the last, or, sorry, the second time I went up there, up there I didn't stick to the plan whatsoever. And I fucked it. Like, everybody laughed, but it's still, like, for me, I was just like, no, nah, you fucked that up. That was not part of the plan. That was, you got excited. You started going off the cuff. You started saying a bunch of jokes that weren't even, like, part of the plan, like, that you just made up right there. And people still laugh, but that was not part of the plan. So, you know, it's, like, the same thing, like, if you want to succeed in this, people win racing because they fucking have a program, they stick to it, and they don't let other people dictate their shit and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, for me, I got, I look at it the same way, right? So, I don't know. And the feeling is the goddamn same, man. Like, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, driving 200 miles and, well, 175 miles an hour, or sorry, I've never been that fast. Sorry. Driving 220 kilometers an hour is, like, the same for me as fucking standing. By the time I'm done for four and a half minutes on stage or four minutes on stage, I'm like, oh, holy yeah. shit. Like, and then last week I drove home really fast and I was like, holy fuck, I'm double like high. on this high, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's the same for me. Like, it's the same mindset. That's why I'm so comfortable about it. Plus, like, I don't know, I've done more serious shit in front of more people this is just for fun and it's in front of a bunch of comedians on a sunday night we're dicking around you know what i mean right so that's also kind of it but it's all i'm taking it seriously right this is practice we're we're practicing these open mics are for everybody to show up and practice and do their shit and tighten up their game and like if you come tonight you're gonna hear this you're gonna see the same people doing the exact same set they did last week and every time they're going to get better at it and better at it yeah. and better at it until they just are like perfect. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and say what I said last week, but better without stuttering, mm. without fucking, you know, try, I don't know, try and just do it better every time. So interesting. Yeah. It's you- all about, uh, in street racing, it's called you, f- you, you, you figure out the road, you're racing the road, right? You don't oh, okay. race the other guy, you race the road. Because okay. the street is always different. Every street is different. Like, ra- like race your own race. So this is what I'm trying to do here: is race my own race, tighten up your game with these practices, and see you, see what comes of it. I guess I don't know. I like that. <laughs> it's kind of like you're you're against yourself. Like you're only competing with yourself. Yeah, totally. So you set your time and your speed on the track, and you set your fucking bar on the stage. There you go. Well, yeah, cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't really mean to dive into my fucking... No, it's, I well, said it's I was playing this close to my chest. So I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything, and I've yammered on for like 20 I think it's valuable. It. I think every, everyone could appreciate hearing something like that because there's... I think like with anything, 
like as much as you get positive feedback and um, props and the laughs and whatever, like I heard you say like, yeah, like, you know, like last week, like people laughed or, you know, the other, the second time you went, people laughed, but like you knew that you hadn't stick to your plan and you want to. And like, sure, the, the result was still cool, but like you had a standard of yours yeah. And maybe you didn't meet it because you, you know, you kind of, you went off the cuff. Yeah. I mean, like, why, why bother then? Cause then you're just showing up every Sunday night and dicking around. Like, like that one girl who yeah. showed up, like she showed up late, got on there, looked like trash, told, like, to me, it was just like, why'd you even fucking show up? Like, I get it. Some people do this for fun, but I mean, it was just like, what the fuck? You just wasted your. Oh, she was like talking to the audience. Yeah, it was just like why? Like why would you show up here just to waste your four minutes? You know what I mean? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But but I don't know. Whatever. Some people just do it for fun or whatever. But to me, it's just like you know, there's a fucking award to be won here. Yeah. <laughs> I want my name to be on it yeah. with a fucking plaque that says winner. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. This is just it's it's my fucking race to lose here. So and I know how I am. Like I will lose if I don't take this seriously. So I have a free opportunity. Yeah. To take this seriously and see if I'm actually like capable of doing this on some level. Yeah, I think mm. a lot of the capability necessarily like when it comes to like I don't know, like, I don't know if capability is even the right word, but I think a lot of this, like, hinges on, like, with, I'm only saying this because I think, I'm really likening this to, like, pretty much anything, which is, like, the consistency, right? And so, like, you've been consistent. Like, you've been consistent for, this is going to be, like, your fourth week now. Yeah. So. I missed a couple of weeks. And, and then, right. You know, for right. Garment Day and stuff, which we will talk about soon. Right. Yeah. But, like, you'll... Yeah, it's fourth time. Yeah, and then, like, like you'll figure, like you'll keep going. Yeah, I want to start going on Monday nights too. But gas yeah. costs a million dollars, so <laughs> well, that's <laughs> driving to thing. Vancouver twice, you know. But like, you know, like I, I would like to go more consistently. Yeah. You know, so. so. You know what I just thought of? Because because I'm the, I don't want to say fixer because that's I don't really like that label. But like I'm the pl I'm the planner. I kind of like see problems and try to like identify solutions and like programming. Programming is kind of my thing. And I'm like, what's a place close by that could facilitate an open mic? Or like maybe there is one close by. I don't know if there is. I don't, I feel like uh, there's we not. just need to get in with the restaurant. I already talked to. You. Well, our comedian friend about it, Jaren. About a place here? Well, a place anywhere. You can uh, you can run rooms, right? Right, but that's what I mean is like, how do we, like, cool. Like, you know, there's a bunch of comedians probably out there who like need a space that is just facilitates more of their needs, right? So like maybe it's closer by or whatever the hell. Uh, maybe it's a time thing. And, like, how can we, like, create that space? How can we fill that need, right? It's, like, who can we find who has a space who will allow people to do this? And it's mutually beneficial because it means that, you know, you get a market and bring people into their bar and they'll spend money and stuff, right? Like, that's, like, how my wheels start turning. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not the performer. Like I'm not the one who goes and does the comedy. I'm the one who like maybe organizes the comedians to come to a place to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's what Jaron does. Mm-hmm. He does that. Right. He, you know, we were talking about doing that as well. Yeah. Um, together. So I don't know. That's that's something. He's actually touring around in Montreal or some shit. I don't know. East Coast. Right. Somewhere where there's too much snow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a cool thing for sure. Doesn't have to just be your fucking coffee shop. Yeah. Or a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Just a space. This is a like this is why I wish that like I had something like that like a like a cool coffee shop or something that had like you know just like a little step riser like nothing big <laughs> but just like you know something where like you just like cool like host an open mic and like it's tonight it's jazz music and next week it's comedy or whatever the hell like we need something cool like that here yeah yeah totally we could probably suggest it to yeah, someone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some places probably here. Probably need to get out there yeah. <laughs> and ask. Yeah. Make some pitches. <laughs> For sure. Anyways, Anyways, yeah. Anyone, if anyone's ever around, um, what's that area called? Is it South Kingsway? Uh, it's there? like Mount Pleasant. Oh, 12th okay. and Kingsway. Yeah, 12th and Kingsway. It's called 12 Kings. It's a cool little bar. Come by for some open mics at 9 o'clock on Sundays. Yeah. And then we'll tell you all the other places. I mean, once you're ready, you will tell all everyone all the other places that you're at. Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as just the one place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, if you want to do this, like, if you've been dabbling in Yeah, you just show comedy, up, sign your name on the it's paper. It's, like, literally a piece of paper that, like, yeah, because I got there earlier before you yeah. left me, and I was like, it's just a piece of paper. Show Do I just write early, it down? Because yeah. you won't get on till later. But, yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah, if, you, if you've been thinking about this, consider this your sign. Yeah. Get out there and fucking do it. Totally. <laughs> totally. Cool. So we're talking about Girmit Day yeah. and our reflections. It's crazy because that was like a month ago now. Yeah, May the 15th. 15th, yeah. yeah, yeah Sunday right. the 15th was when we had that event. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I just feel like, you know, time is just so weird nowadays as it is. And yeah, it just kind of feels like it's really, really flown by since then because this stuff has still really been busy I mean, we haven't necessarily been recording, but like life has just happened. Been moving on, yeah, yeah, yeah and like has been, and like a lot of like personal life things yeah. too, with like just parental things, and like yeah. it's been very, it's been very, very interesting this last month or so. But mm-hmm. we we did it, and that is the coolest thing ever. Is that like we we did that event? Yeah, and we, we set the bar. It. Like it, it happens now. Yeah. Like it happens now. So like next year, next year, hopefully it'll be bigger and more people, you know, like, yeah. uh, yeah, we kind of were, uh, we established it. Sorry. Uh, is sure, what I was trying sure, to say. Sure. We established it and it's like, it's yeah, word. this yeah. is happening every year now. And these are the people who are involved. So I don't know, hopefully next year, you know, like. There are people who came to that, and hopefully next year we'll uh, we'll start this thing a little bit sooner 
the planning and maybe like fucking mm-hmm. make it more of a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I can just see it just being such a crazy cool thing in the future with, yeah, you know, just a very uh, a communal aspect. Like, just envision like summertime May. We do a Lovo or something outside, yeah. you know, or, you know, and then we have like people who like, you know, pay the $10 or whatever to yeah. come in and like, you know, we have like a stage and people are like talking on it. And yeah. Like a festival. Yeah. Like, a, like, like a an proper, actual festival. Yeah. Like festival type of thing for a day in like a fucking park or some shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how the Caribbean festival slash picnic used to yeah. be. Yeah, it's back this year. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, could you imagine something dope is dope like that, that we, you know, we set the bar, we've established it, and maybe next year we move out of a coffee shop, yeah. which, fuck, by the way, like, all that worked out real great. Yeah, but, it was super uh, cute. Yeah, I mean, we probably, we, we established it, Holmes. We yeah, did we it. fucking did. It's happening. To our knowledge, this was the first Gidmit Day or Gidmit Remembrance Day, Indian Arrival Day event in Canada. Yeah. Produced by Indo-Fijians, like to our knowledge, like like I, I looked, I checked. Um, if, if anyone knows of anything else, like please reach out and let us know. If anyone is listening and is like, I did that. Yeah, like reach out and tell us so we can like work on stuff together because we really want to work on cultivating a bigger community to make this happen, to have support and just get more backing, right? And like, it was pretty quick this year. Like it was like a couple months of planning, but it really was like, I don't know. I think it was like, what, like March maybe or February or March where I was just like, you know what? Like the rules are changing. Um, Like as like when it comes to COVID and stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. the mask mandates and everything, like everything was changing. And I was just like, I think we can do this. And we just kind of put it out there, put some feelers out there and everyone just said yes. And I know like that was something that I said a lot that night at the event was like, thank you for saying yes. Thank everyone for saying yes. I just had an idea and everyone said yes. And like, to me, that's community. That is like a prime example of what community is. It was like a bit of like a stressful process. And there was like just so many like check boxes, right? Like just like, you know, finding a space and, and then, you know, getting food and like getting, I, I kind of feel like everything just really fell into place. Like there were really no barriers except for time and, you know, having enough bodies and um, like money, obviously. But everything really did kind of work out. Mm-hmm. Like everyone said yes. Like we had a meeting and that was with us and Elite and Riz and Millen. And, you know, we kind of jammed around some ideas and came up with like a good concept because while a large, the bulk of it, the the really big purpose, the main purpose was to acknowledge Gitmit Day and Indian, Indian Arrival Day and... Um, you know, remember our ancestors and and expose this system. It was also like our one year. It was like our way to sort of celebrate and acknowledge our one year of podcasting. And like, I can't think of a better way to have acknowledged our one year of podcasting than to recognize our Girmitia ancestors. Because yeah. that was like what we set out to do was expose the system mm. and talk about it 
and and tell everyone like raise awareness about the British indentured labor system and like it was it was just really freaking awesome and like setting up and everything was like super stressful we had like one one hour like barely an hour, hour and 15 minutes to like set up and, you know, get it together. But it really all came together. Yeah, it did. Everybody who helped out and made it happen there <laughs> kind of just set everything up the way we uh, thought it would work <laughs> yeah. out. We didn't really yeah. have a plan. It was just like, hey, well, where is this going to go? Yeah. Here? Cool. All right. That yeah. works. Well, like, I mean, and now we know that, like, if we ever do anything in that space, we know the, like, appropriate number of yeah. people to have and where everything is going to fit and stuff like that, right? And, like, you usually have to do something at least once in a particular place to figure it out. So I'm glad we did that, but it was very, like, high stress. <laughs> It was for sure. Um, you know, even like the week leading up, like just getting all of the materials together and um, like like picking up the chairs and stuff, like not having a vehicle to pick up the chairs and because we had to rent chairs and then like borrowing a van so we could have something to store 50 chairs in mm-hmm. and transport them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that drive, that drive that day to the cafe, like with like everything and the chairs and then like all the bins and the easels and everything and like shit rattling in the back. Like, oh my goodness. But I was like, this is events. This is how this goes. And then like one of the funny things was that like I actually like the whole week went by and I was like, what do I wear? What do I wear? And I just like didn't have time to think about it. And I didn't know what I was like wearing until I like went to go get ready, which is like kind of like me, not like me. Like I like to be prepared and like knowing what I'm going to like put on. And of course I like to like, you know, dress for the event or whatever. But like I really had no idea what I was going to wear. And I knew that I wanted to wear a sari, but... I didn't know which one. It also depended on like, hey, after I'm done getting everything, you know, all all the loose ends tied up, how much time do I have? Do I have time to tie this and safety pin it everywhere? Like, I don't know. So I was trying to be flexible. Fortunately, that all came together. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. we and then we get there and we start putting everything together and then like started coming like all of like the texts and messages of like people canceling. And I'm <laughs> like, "Oh no." But then I was like, "You know what? I'm like too busy and stressed out to like even be bothered about this." And like it was totally fine. Like we didn't miss anyone. I don't feel like everyone who wanted to be there was there. Not that the people who didn't show up didn't want to be there. They're just, you know, COVID and sickness and, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, circumstances. But it was like a little, like, you know, you kind of get that fe- that feeling of like, oh no, people are canceling. Like how many people are going to cancel? How many people are going to be at this yeah, thing? No I don't know. Kidding. I don't know. Oh my God. Now what? So much work went into this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like this like vicious cycle. And I was like, you know what? It'll be fine. And it was. Like, you know, mom and dad went and picked up the food and like, you know, it it all just really came together. Everyone was there to get it together. And I can't believe how fast like Riz and Millen and everyone like got all of the exhibit materials set up and like yeah. hung up. Again, considering we hadn't used that space, we didn't really know exactly what was available Yeah, and big shout out to all the parents helping out to you. Absolutely. Everybody else's parents helped out. Yeah. Hanging up things. Very uh, cool to see everybody uh, wanting to be a part of. Yeah. You know, 
the people who showed up and early and were just like, yo, we'll help you set up. Like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Like, you know, getting in on the ground floor there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But community, right? Like people heard about it and wanted to help out and like that felt really, really amazing. Um, so yeah, we wanted to like maybe just do some like um, personal thank yous and just to like quick like overviews of like what people did because we know that this isn't something that we actually, we've kind of launched into a conversation about this and we don't really know. We're just kind of assuming that, you know, our listeners know what we're talking about. You know, we had, we had this event and we kept it pretty small and hush hush because mainly because of like the capacity of the space, right? Like we, it was, it was a small cafe and that was, you know, kind of intentional because the first time you do an event, you, you know, you want to like start small and see how it goes. And so we didn't really market it until like the week of or like a few days leading up and we kind of put it out there and we had a few tickets left, um, but it was really small. I think they're probably in the end ended up being like 40, 40, 45 people like in the audience itself. But um, it was at a cool cafe in New West and we were f- very fortunate to be able to get all of the exhibit materials from Riz's exhibit, Surrey's Pocket of Paradise, uh, the Hidden Treasures exhibit about Indo-Fijian culture in Surrey, BC. So shout out to Riz and the Museum of Surrey for letting us use all that stuff, all those materials, because that was like the bulk of, you know, what we shared. So a huge shout out and congratulations to Rizwan Abbas, who is an archaeologist and wrote a chapter for a book here in BC. It's called A Social History of South Asians in British Columbia. And the chapter that he contributed is called Indo-Fijians, Our Long Journey Home. So like, that's pretty amazing. He read some excerpts out of his chapter, which was about, it kind of starts off with the story of how, you know, indentureship started and how the Indians got to Fiji and then to Canada. And then, you know, putting in his own personal story of like his parents, his dad moving here um, to Sparwood, BC, and then, you know, eventually moving to Surrey. And so, Congratulations on being a published author. That's really fucking cool. Um, and we're just, we're really honored that he was able to share that that night because it was really cool. And, you know, again, we want to amplify the Indo-Fijian profile here, right? And being a published author is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then after Riz was Arif, which was like, I have to say like, because I haven't actually seen him perform. Because mm. he, mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't seen him perform, I guess. No, me neither. And it was so awesome. Like, yeah, I was, was just really like good. snapping my fingers the whole time. I was, it, the whole thing was just very moving and emotional for me because I feel like Arif and I just have a lot of similarities when it comes to our activism. And he was just saying a lot of cool shit that I feel like were, was just so relatable. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's uh, got some good spoken word poetry there. Um, should you guys ever get a chance to hear it? I, I don't know how. I guess you would have to actually just hear him in person saying mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, it was really good. It's definitely highly relatable and something 
that was hitting pretty close to home, that's for sure. Yeah, he he started off with the intro of Vanguard, which was really awesome because that's like probably my favorite song by him. There's like this intro where he where he starts off by saying, I'm cut from the cloth of Malcolm and just goes into it. And it was just really cool. So he started off by talking about that or speaking that and then just talking about, you know, his perspective on, you know, his upbringing and being a person of color here in in BC and, you know, what it was like for him growing up. And then, you know, gets into the piece that he actually wrote for Rizwan's exhibit. And so it was really cool to see that actually be performed because, you know, read it multiple times just going to the exhibit. But it was freaking awesome to to see it in person. Um, Arif also helped like a ton leading up just with keeping me accountable and asking questions and and just like being a part, like being a part of the process, really like taking things like off my plate, like, you know, like connecting with Mike. Like Mike was another one who was like, you know, I really didn't have to like do much there. They did everything when it came to all the audio visual things, the AV kids, the pale kids, mm-hmm. as we, as we yeah. called Mike. And yeah, like it was seamless and Mike was so supportive and amazing. And like at the end of the evening, he was so like just grateful and thankful that he was there. And he said like, thank you so much for like allowing me to to be a part of this and anything you guys ever need. Like, please tell me. And it just felt like really good. Like there was just so much overwhelming positivity. Like I just like, it was crazy. Like I just felt like I didn't know what to do with it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. It's really great. Everybody needs a mic, that's for sure. <laughs> that guy is a, I don't know, just a seeing that gaggle of cords and wires. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck does any of this do? It's, everybody needs a mic. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows really how does. To do things good, that's for sure. He's very much so like very capable in that a department. Jack of many trades yeah. when yeah, it comes definitely. to like events and event production and things at events. Cause he does he does weddings and parties and mm-hmm. things like that. And so Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you big shout out to uh, the party pros. Yeah. If you ever need a, a party planner or cool things at your parties or a magician, yeah. Mike's your guy. <laughs> He'll find you everything. Um, and then, of course, Millen. Yeah. So this was really cool because we didn't really like, you know, through the planning process, we kind of just, we we sort of knew what everyone was doing, but we didn't really get into the weeds, right? Of like, what are you actually going to say, right? And so Millen, you know, shared this personal story of her tracing back her and her family's roots and finding her Girmitia ancestors, immigration passes. And it was like, yeah, that was super emotional, like I cried a bit because I was like, I can't imagine the feeling. Like hopefully we get to feel that one day. But like just the feeling of like, you know, going through the archives and finding all of those things. Like it was just a really beautiful story for her to share. Mm-hmm. Very cool that she does that type of work and, um, you know, turns over every stone to find yeah. Uh, leads yeah. in helping uncover ancestry. Yeah. And like the other cool thing about Millen is how, I mean, like everyone is like this, like everyone's like super humble and doesn't want to like brag and stuff. But like Millen's like a literal PhD who like, you know, the first time we met, that was just something that she like failed to mention. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but she, uh, is, for those of you who don't know or know, um, just in the past month here, the province of British Columbia announced its new anti-racism legislation. And this is like landmark. It's pretty groundbreaking that something like this exists here. Like literally just the existence of it is a big deal that BC actually has this. And Millen was a part of the team who developed this policy. And again, just something casual that like she just like forgot to mention. No big deal. Um, so, you know, she's she's a very intelligent and amazing and kind human. Um, she does the Nameless Collective podcast alongside a few of her friends where they talk about the South Asian history in here in the Lower Mainland, South Asian immigration, like kind of mainly focuses on uh, Sikh immigration. Um, and they talk about the Gomagata Maru and the Continuous Journey Act and like just really expose a lot of racist history here in Canada that existed like literally 100 years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> So mm-hmm. check out the Nameless Collective because it's it's very smart and it's um, I can guarantee you that you will learn so many things that that you didn't know. Yeah, should we give them the website address here? Nah, just check the link. Yeah, you can find the Nameless. <laughs> the Nameless Collective is on. Um, you can they're on Instagram at the Nameless Collective, and then like on Spotify, like all of the all of the the platforms for it's sure. Out there. Yeah, um, and then. <laughs> You got Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Midscow, who I really hope I'm saying that right. You are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Andrew is our amazing tattoo artist, homie, who is very talented. Like, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. He's like, it's, he's so good at what he does. Like, I, not only is it so beautiful, but he has, he's just so much experience that like when, like was when he did my Lotus tattoo, it was just so fast. Like it was really over before I knew it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just, he's amazing. So he shared with us um, a few of his art pieces um, that were on, some were on paper and some were on Masi, which was amazing. And then he shared um, this really long panel of Masi that was hung up on the cafe wall to look at. And it was just like, we, we never would have been able to have that otherwise. Like we just, we hung out with him that day and recorded and asked him if he wanted to be a part of it. And he was like, yeah. And he totally didn't have to, but you know, again, community, we all uplift each other. And he was super down and shared with us something that I don't, I don't know where we would have been able to find. Like, we don't know anyone with Masi. Mm-hmm. We, don't ha- we don't have any. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it just felt like such a big deal because of how significant that is within uh, Indigenous Fijian culture. And I, it was just a real honor to even just touch it. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it's pretty cool. The material itself is... I don't know, it just feels, it's, I mean, it obviously was a new piece of material, but just, like, it feels very old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like papyrus, you know? It's just, like, an old form of paper. Yeah. Just, it, it feels, like, holding it, you feel like you're going back in time a little bit. Sure. But it's, like, something he just made. It's weird. Yeah. Weird feeling. But anyways, yeah. It was super cool. Yeah, super cool. Thanks for that artwork. Very talented artist for sure. Yeah. Cool guy too. Dope and then, guy. yeah. 
Super cool. Go listen to his episode. He's really funny. Yeah. He's a crazy guy. I actually, because, um, okay, so one of my birthday presents that I got y'all was a gift card for a tattoo for Andrew. And so I was actually texting him and I was just like, time to start tattoo planning, buddy. But like, I don't know what to get, but I know I want something pretty soon. And he texted me back like, I don't know what I want, but I want. And I was like, you just described my entire personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Send me some tattoo suggestions because <laughs> I have none. I have like zero ideas or inspiration right now. Um, and then, yeah, shout out to my buddy Umer. Umer is like a marketing and digital marketing extraordinaire. This is something that I was like, I remember even driving home that night. I was just like, that was like the single best investment I made was that. social media person. Yeah, because like (laughs) we did not have the capacity to do that. Like there was no chance we were going to be able to like do that or find the time to do it. And, And he's just a super nerd when it comes to this. So thank you so much, friend, because it really, he captured the whole evening so well. Yeah. It just... He knows what he's doing. That's what he needs to be doing. He's so great at it. So for those of you who are keeping up with everything that night, that was who was doing that. Yeah, thanks, Holmes. Yeah. And then last but not least, thank you, Steph. Uh, Steph is the owner of Old Crow Coffee Co., where we had our event. And literally, I I had, this was, I felt really silly because I forgot to say this that evening. And I like had it in my notes. And of course, I forgot. But like a couple months before, like when we decided we wanted to do the event, I just had a conversation with her because I know her as a person. I know what she stands for. And, and everyone does. Like, she has, like, pride flags and BLM signs, like, in the window. So you know exactly what you're getting when you walk into the cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, a safe space and a haven for individuals from marginalized communities. And there should be no surprises when you when you go to Old Crow. And so I knew that, um, you know, she and I were super cool and we have the same values and and moral compass. And so when I went to her with what our idea was, I like was barely halfway done speaking. And she was like, well, you have to have it here. And of course you can have it here. And there's, I'm not going to make you pay for the space and we'll do, you can bring in anything you want and do whatever you want. Like she was so supportive and flexible and like, just like let us, like she just gave us a free place to throw a party and like, again, community support. Like this is how we like, uplift each other right like she's like if I owned a cafe space like that's exactly what I would do is give it to people who need it to do the things that they want to do that positively contribute to the world Mm -hmm. and so like she's yeah she's amazing so thank you so much Steph and if you are ever in the area y'all go to Old Crow Cafe which is on the Front Street Muse it's a really cool space it's really cool so check it out yeah, great place. Mm-hmm. Great little hidden away place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, of course, like really, really appreciate everyone who came because that was also something that was, you know, the, the reason that we kind of had to keep it small was because of the cafe's capacity, which, of course, we wanted to respect. And so, you know, we were like, hey, cool. Like, you know, it's going to be like family and guests, past guests and people who have been a huge part of contributing to this journey who are going to be there. And, you know, there were some interesting and tumultuous feelings around that as well, because again, like a recurring theme that we tend to talk about here a lot is that 
the support that you get is not always the most familial of supports, if that makes sense. It's not always like, you know, your closest fam that come out for you. And it tends to be a lot of strangers who who support you. And you know, I I made a point to, you know, invite some pretty specific people who I knew were going to benefit from this, who were going to get it. They were going to understand what it was that they were coming to and that they were going to be doing some learning and there was it was probably going to be hard, but um, who had really contributed to like our journey and our, I don't know, positive growth. Um, and so to the crowd who was there that night, like it really, really, really meant the world. Yeah. Um, there was a few folks there who we did not get to connect with, um, who I really wanted to. And I wanted to connect with some people because I just didn't know who they were. And I just wanted to know more about why it was, you know, that they wanted to to share that experience. And, you know, fortunately, Umer was actually able to do some of that for us because he got in there, he does what he does. And he got in there and talked to some people and, and, you know, captured some of their, their thoughts and emotions around that evening. Um, and a lot of it had to do with like, I want to know more about my people and my culture because there's not a lot of it out there. And so, yeah, thank you to like, the folks who, you know, got a ticket a few days before when we started talking about it on social media and came out because that really, really means a lot. Um, and those folks who continue to like inform others about us because that has also happened. There's, um, you know, things that have come up on social media that I've seen where people are asking more about Girmit and about Indo-Fijian culture and they're being directed to us. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah, and inevitably when things get out on social media, you get the people who are like, oh my God, I didn't know this was a thing. Like, please, when you do this again, tell me again. Tell me, I want to come, I want to be there. And so that has happened a lot as well. And like not not a lot to us necessarily, but a lot to mom and dad. Because like the, you know, community elders are like saw what we did and are like, wow, this is amazing you should be so proud. And I think like for a week afterwards, they were getting messages and telling us like, oh, so-and-so messaged and said like, you should be so proud of your kids. <laughs> and I would just be like, are you? Like, are you now? Like, is it happening now? <laughs> Did we do it? <laughs> but they were, they were like super proud and super like supportive and just happy. And it just kind of seemed like, I don't know, like when you and I were up there talking, it felt like we were doing exactly what we were supposed to be doing. And like looking at their faces, it also felt like we were doing exactly what we were supposed to be doing. Like them looking at us doing that was like all the gift that I needed in the world, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, felt it pretty, pretty emotional and moving. Pretty cool to do that in front of your parents, for your parents. Yeah. Show them about our, that we actually care about our culture and stuff, right? Yeah, because I think like for... For a long time, they th they thought we didn't, right? Or like just parents maybe tend to think that you don't care, but it's not that we don't care. It's just that we just didn't care about maybe the way that it was being presented to us. But there's so many things about our culture that we want to prioritize and learn. And like, it's nice to see that they get it now, that like we weren't just being like asshole rebel children being like, no, we don't want to you know, go to that buja or whatever. It's like we've kind of now figured out the way where we want to be engaged in our culture and and what we want to learn. 
And like they get that now. And mm-hmm. it's it's really cool. <laughs> like they get what we're trying to do here. Like they had like an actual tangible, like visible representation of what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And it just felt freaking amazing. And they get it now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Very happy that they do. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because we're not just playing video games down here. <laughs> so if anyone out there is like more curious about, you know, this event and, you know, what we were able to do and, you know, th- more things that we want to plan to do and you want to just talk about it or even get involved, we have created a Facebook group alongside our friends at High Phrase um, in an attempt to, or, you know, with the intention of rather creating and cultivating more of an online community because we actually get a lot of messages from folks all over the country um, asking like, hey, do you know of where like I can find the Indo-Fijian community? Because I'm new in Toronto or I'm new in Vancouver and I, I, you know, I don't really know where to go or where to find people. And like the answer that we came up with was this Facebook group because we don't really know where they are either. And um, that's kind of our thing, right? Is like being detached from the Indo-Fijian community here in the lower mainland. I actually got a question the other day. Someone actually asked me if there's like um, a more localized area where Indo-Fijians tend to be. And I'm like, I don't know, like I guess Surrey or North Delta because like that's where most of the brown people are in the lower mainland. But like not really. Like Fijians are kind of everywhere and I don't really know if there's like enough of them to be like this is where they are. Maybe in like the more deeper part of Surrey where the bigger mandir is, like maybe like, you know, where the temples are tends to be where the Hindus are, I guess. But like, I don't really know. So we've made this uh, Facebook group. It's called High Fijian Ties, which is, you know, a play on No Ties 1879 and High Phrase. And so please go join it. And it is for connecting with other Fijians. Um, There's uh, Indo-Fijians across the country on there. Um, And we just post about like events and information and just share stuff, share, like flex all your stuff on there. Um, So please go join that group. And if you want to, you know, be a part of Gitterment Day next year, please reach out to us, give us an email and connect with us because we'd love to work with more folks. We'd love to make it bigger. We would love to get more community support. So it's something that we can do for free and make it more of a public event where everyone can come and, you know, can get some grant funding and some sponsorships and stuff like that. Uh, Because we deserve it. We deserve to, like our community deserves to have our, our real story told and for it to be remembered and for us to celebrate our resiliency and our agency yeah and that's how i feel about that (laughs) all right y'all we are no ties 1879 thank you so much for listening today remember we are available on all the platforms so if you connected with anything today please share our words um, and our episode with your friends and family who are learning and growing with you. Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and our email is noties1879 at gmail.com if you want to send us anything, questions, feedback, or episode suggestions. Um, Of course, and always very special thank you to our amazing and talented producer, Matt, who is still on tour with Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just finishing up and then they're going to be 
off the grid camping and stuff as well they should because they've been working hard and need to chill and he's still been doing some work for us while on the road. So Yeah, thanks. Thank thanks you, my guy. Big shout out. Big shout out. You're amazing. And yeah, remember to go follow us on Instagram and TikTok. All right, guys. We will talk to y'all later. Have a good one. Bula. <laughs> <laughs>